Welcome to the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast today. I'm excited as usual. I'm always excited about my guests, but today I get to talk with my friend Joey Ferjanic, who is a pastor and lead pastor, church planter of a church called The Block in the Philadelphia, uh, in the city of Philadelphia. And uh, I've had the privilege of working with Joey and his team for about the last year and a half or so. And I just love uh, what I love about Joey is he is a church planter at heart. He is an evangelist. He has spent more than 15 years in ministry, uh, leading in youth and evangelism, church planting. And he's just a passionate leader that has a champion for, is a champion for those doing ministry in hard places. If you've been to the city of Philadelphia, it is a phenomenal city, but he and his team are right in the heart of the city doing ministry in just a really unique context that he'll get to share with you a bit. Uh, They planted the Block Church in 2014, and uh, they're rapidly growing, multi-site with over a thousand attendees on the weekend, and uh, Joey's got a new book we're going to hear about as well. So Joey, welcome to the podcast today. So excited you're here. Yeah, I'm so grateful to be on and uh, really, Jenny, just so thankful for your friendship and you've been such a blessing and help to us. And uh, I would say that we are not where we're at today uh, without your help. And uh, so that, that is the truth. Well, thanks for that. I mean, I love it. I love, uh, you know, we share that passion for church planting. I got to do that for the first part of my ministry journey. And, uh, and you guys, you guys are just hustlers, man, like you are making it happen. And uh, so give us a little bit more of your backstory. Give us a little bit of that vision for planting in Philly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't plant in Philly and not hustle. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's like, it's like that anywhere. But I mean, it's just one of those tough cities. Uh, but uh, that, that, that we love and that you love, but it's just a grind. And, uh, but I, I was originally from here. And uh, my my parents got sent. They worked at a company in you know in the Philly area. Got sent to Orlando, Florida, when we were young, mm. and uh, that's where we met Christ in Orlando. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of crazy. We were, we grew up Catholic, and uh-huh. uh, we didn't know anything different. We were nominal, and uh, my my parents were trying to find a Christian or a Catholic school for me to go to, but they could not. And so mm. they stumbled into this just small little Christian school and they just thought it was Catholic. They didn't get it. They didn't know right, any right. different. And so, uh, and at that school, my, they would send invites in the, in the pamphlets that would go home about the school. They'd send invites to the church. Mm-hmm. And one night the pastor was talking about uh, marriage, sex, and family and relationships basically. And, uh-huh. and my dad got it and was like, I've the priest, He's telling my mom, Patty, the right. priest is talking, talking about relationships, marriage, family, and, and I'm going and she's like, whatever, you know? <laughs> and so he goes and that night he like goes up to the front, like, you know, back in the yeah. day, the invitation, I mean, he went to the altar and like, he's like, I don't know what's happening, but like, I've known God or I've known of God my whole life, but I don't right. know God. Wow. And like, And like, this is the legacy of Christianity that begins in our family. And Mm -hmm. so my dad comes home and is like, you know, Patty, I, you know, I think I got, became a Christian or something. I don't know. I just know how we worded that, right? Yeah. No language for it. 
and and I'm telling you this story for a reason. Um, you know, and then and then my mom was, you know, she just just Philly, you know, like just yeah. so Philly and like you're cursing them out, you crazy, you know, <laughs> whatever. And and she would not budge. But one weekend, and I, this is this is just this is just church at its finest. One weekend, I guess my dad got her to go, uh-huh. and they had, and I was a maniac at the Catholic church and no, you know, no shame, no offense on Catholic church. We had a lot of great Catholic brothers and sisters, but for right. me, like I was a crazy ADHD kid running up and down, you know, the uh-huh. aisles, you know, like in the Catholic church. So they took, they went and my, and my dad was like, they have this kids care thing or this child care thing. He didn't even understand what kids church was. Right. And like, they dropped me off. And like, they're like, we get to be away from this crazy child for two <laughs> hours or an hour and a half. And my mom's like, can we go out to eat? Can we just leave him here and go out to can eat? Can we leave him? Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> so, but anyway, then, you know, eventually my mom gets saved in a, in a crazy kind of story. She mm-hmm. went on a missions trip that she didn't think, didn't understand was a missions trip. And on the wow. missions trip, she, she gives her life to Christ. So I say all that to say this, you know, church planning, like I had to church plan. Like right. to go reach people far from God, you know, in mm-hmm. my context, like that, like had no language for Christianity right. or, or, you know, to see people come to Christ that like are not connected to God that like say things like that. Like, yeah. can I drop my kids off here for an hour and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. Go, you know, leave us your phone number. But like, you know, <laughs> just in case, but those are the, those are people in Philly, you know, it's not the Bible bell. And right it's like as close to post-Christian and, and, and you know, as maybe, yeah. a, you know, I don't know, maybe the Northwest or a Europe or, or whatever. Yeah. And so right. being from here, there was no other place for me to come back to. And I, and we grew up Philadelphia sports fans. Yeah. Um, you know, that's all I knew when, sure. when I was coming home, my mom, my mom would bring cheesesteaks literally on planes. <laughs> when she go up for business meetings, okay. Yes. She would bring, she'd bring them home she would bring like they used to let you do this she would bring um like a cooler and she would bring like the meat the cheese the rolls yes. from the from the certain places and like that's what we grew up eating i and, love um, it i love so it yeah it's think, just in your bones man like the, you love that city you love that area yeah and i don't think you can church plant in in a place that you don't love but oh that's so true I, I definitely don't think you can church plant in in a city as, as difficult as unless you're called to it yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's so critical. That's one of the things I really admire and appreciate about you is there's a deep, just love calling, you know, sense of commitment and purpose in planting where you're planting. And, and I think that's true, you know, obviously for church planters, I think it's true for entrepreneurs, you know, as well in that when you're totally. starting something from the ground up, if it is just not in your bones, you know, then you're going to, you're, it's going to be, it's going to be hard to stay committed to that mission on those hard and long days. And, you know, talk a little bit about some of the challenges of church planting in an urban context, because you've got, you know, you guys have, you guys have weathered that. It's been, again, we talked about, it's been a hustle. Um, Give us a little insight in some of the challenges you've navigated in urban church planning. Yeah. I mean, I think I could probably take the whole time talking about that. And I know that some of your listeners are not just church leaders, you know, and like, I think, what you mentioned about entrepreneurs, like the church planting is, uh, it's like church Christian entrepreneurship, you know, it's For like, sure. we're starting something from nothing. But I think some of the challenges is like, you know, you have to keep your passion. 
You have mm-hmm. to find a way to stay hungry and stay passionate because like, literally you have to eat no for breakfast because you're going to get it. You're going to get no <laughs> yep. all day long. And I just remember in the beginning, like I was, before we started, I was like so depressed, like some days, or it was just a whole day of no. And mm-hmm. I would just come home and I'm like, the only thing I can do is watch the office. And if you're not an office fan, you may not understand this, but like, I just needed someone to tell someone else. No, I needed someone to tell Michael Scott. No. And, you know, and just laugh at somebody else. But like, I think weathering the no, you know, Mm -hmm. managing the no, we we just, you just, it it took us so long to find venues Yeah. to find a venue. We, we moved into our place, uh, our story. We moved into our place, November uh, 1st of 2013. And we didn't have jobs and we had saved previously to survive for a year. Mm-hmm. And so, but they're like, you need, in our city, you need first, last and security, right? right? First, last security. And there might be that like that everywhere, but like we didn't have jobs. So the only person that would take us was like, if you give me first, last security and six months oh, up wow. front, yeah, you know, and it's like, I didn't have a job. Like I didn't understand networks, you know, you know, five years ago, I just didn't get it. And so like we saved it for a year and like in a, in a one fell swoop, nine months up front gone, you know, Ooh. nine months I had to write a check for, you know, and it's not cheap. So you've got right. the, you've got, you've got a, a, a strong blend of poverty with not cheap property. Right. And so like, that's the city. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and like where, where we were looking around and I mean, I'm telling you it literally, we're on top of each other in the city, but like venues are expensive, even in the hood. Yeah. Even in difficult places. Yeah. And so where we ended up planting is next to the zip code next to uh, the highest deep poverty in the nation. So mm-hmm. $12,000 a year, total family income is deep poverty. Wow. In Philadelphia, we have the most of that in, in the United States. Mm-hmm. And our venue, our venue is right next to that zip code and our, our original venue and right next to the largest open air drug market in the Northeast United States. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Hey, let me convince all my friends and family uh, (laughs) and let me convince my wife and let me convince anybody who's breathing. Hey, let's move to Philadelphia and like, let's maybe get shot at and, uh, and, you know, be poor and uh, try to pay for expensive property. Um, And also I'll buy you a cheesesteak. So like these are the these are the challenges. And so venues have been horrible and, and, and challenging and other pastors that I've become friends with in the city. We just, this is our, our connection. We are yeah. complaining connection is venues. Um, <laughs> oh, it, and you know, that, that is true for a lot of church planters in major cities, like the, the yeah. venue thing, but it, I know just having worked with you all, you guys, particularly like the, the challenges of just finding space where you can, you know, and yeah. it, it gather and, and connect with people is just, I mean, it is totally. legit. Yeah. And, and a couple other quick ones and I'm sure we'll want to move on, but like, so you got the venue piece. Um, and then, and then like also like parking, like there's no parking. So right. yeah. I the mean, first that, time I came to visit you guys, you're, you know, you're doing valet parking for church, which <laughs> yeah. is phenomenal. But then you think about the cost and, and you know, mm-hmm. just the budgetary yep. impact of that, but it's like, that's, that's, that's the only way because there's literally no parking. There's, there's, parking's a problem. So, you know, we're paying, we're paying for valet rent goes up every year. 
Um, and then, you know, the, another challenge is like, even in the schools, like yeah. the school district is volatile and it's a mess. Um, and, uh, and so, and then most of the schools here in Philly, I mean, it's just old property. So right. like they're great buildings and great space. And some of them even have parking, but there's no AC. Right. And so yeah. my, my wife is like, no AC, no JC. I ain't going. <laughs> so it's like, and people won't either. So, right. so. So it's like, so you got those challenges where there's no AC and like, man, if you don't have a move of God, you ain't making it, you know, it's like, you know, so these are the challenges and then trying to create an atmosphere um, that's conducive culturally and and challenging venues and uh, schools and so forth. Yeah. And then people, of course, people in cities are transient and they're, they're in movement. And Mm -hmm. it's like that everywhere, of course. I mean, soccer games on Saturdays and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you, it's, sometimes it's hard to dig deep wells with people because, man, I, I'm, I'm I'm here for six months or I'm here for nine months or I'm transitioning or my job. And yeah, those are things I know we're all facing, but I think particularly in our context and, you know, poverty is a challenge. And I remember our our second week and then we can move on. Remember our second week, our offering week two was two hundred and twelve dollars yeah and uh and i'm just like god if you if you don't do it this will not happen yeah so yeah yeah so those are some things yeah for sure and you know and and i think all of us you know no matter the context there's different hurdles we're navigating totally to to really launch a vision to really you know launch this thing that's on our heart and so talk about some of the ways you've you've uh you've overcome that. What are some of those stories that have helped you guys kind of eclipse in, in spite of those challenges? Obviously you're connecting over a thousand people a weekend, which is really remarkable in the city. And, you know, again, in the context and the different challenges you guys are navigating. So what, uh, give us some of the insight of, you know, what are some of the things you've seen God do in spite of those challenges that have allowed you to connect with people? Yeah. I mean, I just think we have learned to multiply on a budget and um, we've, you know, we've learned to, um, to, you know, multiply ourselves, you know, so we have three locations. Um, We are working on a fourth that potentially will launch in January. Awesome. Um, And so, um, and then of course we need an online location, but we're not quite there yet. Um, But I think, I think, the the biggest thing is like staying lean. Mm-hmm. We have not, you know, we, we, I just knew from the jump, I've got to engage volunteers immediately. Yeah. So I have to, I have to, we have got to be a volunteer driven culture. We are not going to be a staff driven culture. You know, like, like everybody's got to play a part and yeah. preaching that constantly. Um, ter- so, so little things like, okay, we, our growth, track is only two weeks, you know, and then we, we try to engage people. We try to plug people in. So, so you no know, shorter tension span, you know, we've you no, know, the way that we, we try to engage people is quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we, um, you know, we obviously have utilized social media, uh, you know, heavily. That's where people are yeah. and communicating our services and, and things that are happening. Um, that's been a big thing. And then, and then here's the main thing for us. We don't have a secret sauce by any means and we're figuring things out. I think we're a mess all the time, but, um, (laughs) but like our model is we've decided we're going to build neighborhood driven, small, uh, small congregations. Mm -hmm. So that's the way we're going to multiply quickly. So, so we, 
are having trouble finding bigger venues. So our venues are small and I can live with that and they're affordable. So that's the way that I can, I can manage that tension. <clears throat> so our, we feel like a healthy church in our context is 350 people. So when you get to like 400 people, you know, 450 or so, like you got to, like you're, we're multiple, you, you're going to get rid of people. We've got to mm -hmm. sow them somewhere else. So that's really our model. We think that we need to build one, you know, kind of main large uh, broadcast type site. We utilize video, um, but, but like we're, we're trying to build, you know, 250 to 350 person congregations you start to get in that three 350 mark you are a, a vibrant healthy congregation in our context hence the name the block church mm -hmm. reviving our city one block at a time yeah so i that's what we're focusing on is multiplication now people are get uncomfortable with that and you just have to keep the vision in front of them because it's like people just get married to their preferences and mm -hmm. i think i keeping helping people you know Hey, this is not about us. This is a bigger mission. You want to see your city transformed? So do we. We're really intentional about communicating how we're meeting felt needs. So every week during our offering, we still pass a bucket. Uh, we um, we do that. Um, I I think intentionally. Um, we try to gather connection cards there, but at the same time, of course, most giving's happening online and so forth, text to give. But yeah. it's like we're trying to communicate that spot as like, Hey, these are the felt needs that you're meeting in our city. Right. And then, and then around the world. Um, and so, you know, so we're keeping that, we are very honest and authentic. We walk, we always talk walking through our finances, especially in a, in a culture where there's a lot of, you know, um, you know, former Catholics or people in like, you know, a, abusive, challenging search church situations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we think authenticity and honesty is, is the best shot we have at getting people's hearts. Right. So I think, I think keeping the finance piece in front of people and, you know, this is what you're doing. This is where resources are going. We're keeping that in front of people regularly. Um, and then we really are just trying to build a family atmosphere. So our, we call our membership, we call it adoption. Uh -huh. So we do, we do an adoption ceremony or we, we're, we really adopt people in as family members and uh, we just try to foster a culture of, of just depth and family. And um, yeah. we think that uh, discipleship is happening on teams as much as it is happening uh, in groups. Um, and, yeah. and, and so, yeah. And then we were, last thing we also leverage, we try to leverage holidays with events so like anytime right. when we do our baptism sundays you know we're doing them on on holiday weekends um or or when we know it's going to be a lull we'll do baby dedications um yeah. or certain things like that to keep to try to keep momentum going and have big days on days that would be depleting for for us general normally that's awesome yeah the thing i love you know you 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 hit on this quite a bit and i think what you guys have done so well is that in an age where, you know, digital and, you know, like virtual connection and so forth is much more common, you guys have engaged that, but you've really leaned into creating that relational connection in person too. And, you know, and I think people long for that, but they need to experience it to know they need it. 
And so in a transient culture like Philadelphia or in a place where, you know, poverty is, is deep and, you know, and people need to be seen and loved and cared for and just some of those practical needs kind of addressed, you guys have just the relational nature, the, like the, you guys see people. That's one of the things I love about you and Lauren, your wife and the rest of the team is that you guys are really intentional to see people, to care for people. And uh, there's just something really beautiful about that. I think that is the essence of the church. It is the essence of us as Christ followers. But yeah. uh, but you're tapping into that in a way that uh, pr- brings an authenticity that gives people a reason to show up and a reason to be there because they they are seen, they're known, they belong, and um, and that's compelling in a culture where. And, you know, I feel like that in some ways is diminishing. So just, I appreciate that about you guys so much. It's so beautiful. And with that, you do that with, you know, you talked about this volunteer driven culture and you know, that, that was a, this is, this is the only way this is going to happen, right? You said, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to stay lean and uh, you know, budgets are tight and there's a lot of work you're trying to do. And you guys have intentionally, um, invested in people, believed in people. And, uh, and then you, I mean, you got a lot of um, young leaders that are, you know, have jumped on board who did make that move and committed with you to, you know, do this church planning thing. Talk about millennials and uh, what that has looked like for you, kind of how you're approaching engaging the millennial generation, because your team's full of them. Yeah. I mean, I think our whole staff is, is millennials. I'm trying to remember, um, you know, off the top of my head. But said, I mean, really are. Yeah. I mean, I guess I might even have some, some, some Gen Zers, I guess. I, you know, yeah, my, probably, kids, yeah. my kids director 21 ish, uh, my youth director 21 ish. I think um, they live with me. I should know their names or their ages. I do know their names. Um, and then my, uh, yeah. And like my, I, my location pastor um, is a single gal for one of my locations, our original mm-hmm. location. She's a single girl. She is a beast preacher, yes, yeah. uh, communicator, leader, um, but she's single. She's 30. Um, and uh, I'm always trying to get her married though. Um, and uh, so if you're listening, <laughs> taking applications on the side, right? Uh, but you, you do have to move to Philadelphia because you're never leaving here. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> my, my downtown, my center city location pastor, he is uh, single and he's a guy. He's amazing. Um, then my Northeast, our new location uh, pastor, our newest location, I should say, he's married. He has a family. Uh, of course, that's what we're trying to kind of build as our main site. But I think, you know, millennials are going to have energy and they're working for purpose, not necessarily right. for pay for paychecks. And yeah. wh- while everyone needs to be taken care of um, and while everyone, you know, we, we're striving to make sure people are, are taken care of and all the things. I mean, you know, we just put put this before our church, like none of our full time people. So we have five full full time people. I think mm-hmm. we have 11 staff, you know, a couple of them are, a couple of them are, um, are, uh, stipend type, but, but like nobody has benefits. We do a small Mm -hmm. thing for retirement. I just put this before our church that like, we've got to like do some healthcare for our team. But I think the point I'm making is, is like inspiring millennials is, is more about purpose and mission, uh, than it is about, you know, you know, advancements and raises and paychecks. I mean, there's been so many times where I've tried to like 
grace, you know, let's build a bonus system in and how do we do this and whatever. And she's like, man, I just want to see us win and succeed. Mm. And we're inspired. We're fired up to reach people. And I, and I think here's, here's the key as a, as a, as an employer and as a boss on my end is like, I really do love my staff and I really am trying to care for them. And we all, we hang out beyond our workspace. We don't have offices. Yeah. So we, we don't, we are completely mobile. So, so we are intentional about sitting at coffee shops together and laughing together and doing life together and being in relationship with one another. And I think those things are, I mean, those things are key to, to keep inspiration level high. Yeah. And sure. you yeah. know, and, and keeping, and that's what it's all about. And telling stories with, we have to keep telling stories. Uh, otherwise people just drift, including our staff, you For know, sure. no stories, no, no, no spirit. I, I really feel that way. And so as we keep telling stories and also like another thing that we do is like, we don't have time off. So there's no, there's no rules for time off at all. So you can take as much weekday time off, but uh, of course there's some Sunday calculations, but like if you are tired and exhausted and like we right. just try to talk about it, and do what you have to do. Yeah. So, yeah. so try to limit, we try to, yeah, we try to limit rules and focus on values. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Limit rules and focus on values. So good. All right. I know we've just got a couple of minutes left and I really want to hear, uh, I want our listeners to hear about your new book, Level Up. So give us a little overview of the book. And I know you've got a passion for leadership and, and yep. uh, investing in others. So tell us, tell us about the book. Well, going back to the first story I told about my parents and relationships and like, I just think that that like is so powerful, you know, around, around the fact that, you know, my parents got saved in a relationship series at a relationship night, if you will. Uh You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I think I've always had a passion for healthy relationships and in our culture. And of course there's people beyond millennials in our church and there's all sorts of ages and backgrounds, but like, you know, naturally with the, with the rise of social media, um, it is just so easy to have um, relationships that are, uh, that you can't touch, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. we're, I mean, you know how it is. I mean, this is a constant conversation. Why people, why engagement and why church attendance is down and I can catch it online or I can hide behind my phone or I can uh, do anything that I, I want to do and, and be connected to the world, but disconnected to people. Yeah. And, and I think I, I just, I, I just want our church and our, and the church of Jesus to be, strong relationally where we can deal with healthy conflict and we needed to set new rules for dating and and a reminder for the purposes of sex and i mean i just the constant conversations we have about of christians christian people moving in with each other before we're getting married it's not even like a thing anymore like like wait, wait, I'm, I'm not going to live with you before I get married. Like there is so much of this stuff that is like, we are, we are drifting from holiness and righteousness. We're, we're drifting from a healthy conflict and we're, we're, we're becoming soft in a lot of ways. And in, in, in regards to, uh, in regards to communicating our, you know, 
our hurts and our pains and our challenges. We don't know how to be friends. Mm-hmm. And so I broke on the book up into four parts, relationship with yourself. That's part one. You've got to, you got to grow up and mature and level up in your relationship with your, with yourself. You got to know yourself, got to have self health. Yeah. Part two is romance. And I just talk about, you know, again, new rules for dating and uh, how to manage that in this culture and uh, a lot of stats and things that I cite and, and, you know, purposes of sex and all these different things around love and the value of being single. I mean, I, I do a whole chapter on the oh, beauty and the value of, of singleness and the importance of it and how like we really alienate single people in the church yeah. and like, and like, that's why I'm proud that I have two single location pastors. I'm not trying to marry them off. I'm not saying I'm not, <laughs> but I'm just saying I'm proud of them. And I'm proud of that because like it is, it is valuable and For no, sure. you don't have to get married to be effective and used by God. So romance uh, third is friendship relationship with your friends, mm. um, how to deal with, uh, you know, how to make friends, keep friends conflict, uh, how to, how to manage all that. And then finally it's, it's relationship with authority and institutions. Mm. So the church, wow. your bosses, yeah, that's uh, you know, your parents, those sorts of authorities got to level up. How do we grow up? It's time to mature uh, uh, as believers and, and really anybody. And I, and obviously it's, it's Christian bent, but I think anybody could pick it up and get something from it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So if you had to summarize kind of the core message in, in obviously healthy relationships, but core takeaway that you want for people who read the book, what would that be? Well, the tagline is going higher in relationships, level up, going higher yeah. in relationships. Of course, I'm, I'm, you know, playing on a culturally sound phrase, level up, you know, yeah, the song, sure. but, but yeah, grow up, mature, yeah. love grow it. the heck up. That's, that's, what, <laughs> that's the message. Grow the stop being, up. End yeah, of story. Stop, stop being soft, you know, like, like, you know, tough skin, but keep a soft heart. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's the, that's kind of the, the message. And this is coming from a Philly guy. You know, I was so going to say, that's so I'm Philly a, right there. I love it. I'm going to get in your face. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't that. want just smiles and rainbows. Uh, you know, I, we, we don't make friends by, um, by just smiling and, 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 yeah. and being an acquaintance. We, we make friends by being a friend first. Right. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, the book comes out to, to uh, May 21st. So, awesome. um, yeah. so grab it and, and uh, write a review on Amazon, please. God bless you. <laughs> I love it. Well, we will link to it in the show notes and make sure everybody ha- knows how to get their hands on it. But um, Level Up by Joey Forjanic. You want to mm-hmm. uh, search for that on Amazon and, uh, and get a copy of that. I just love though even those four uh, relationships, you know, just so valuable and so important. Uh, so love that. So we'll be sure we share that. Joey, how can people stay in touch with you? Where do we, where do we, where do we keep up with you? Yeah. I mean, social media is the best place, obviously. Um, you know, it's, it, my name's a little bit hard to find, but I, it's, it's Joey. You should know that one. And then for Janik, F-U-R-J-A-N-I-C. It's just at Joey for Janik on all the platforms. And then the church, I would love for you to follow the block church and hopefully be inspired uh, by people doing some hard things. And uh, I know my difficult, my heart is different than yours. And, but we, we all have equally challenge, equal challenges, but uh, we might be able to learn something from the block church and a church trying to multiply quickly in uh, an urban city where so many people are moving towards. So those are the best places to stay connected. And I'd love to know you, meet you and be friends. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, Joey, thanks so much for your time today. Grateful for you, our friendship, and uh, just a big fan and cheerleader of you and the team at The Block. So um, pray in this book has huge impact and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Thank you so much. And once again, Jenny, we, we wouldn't be here without you. So we're grateful for you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.